Okay, so in this season, we're entering into the holidays and holidays. such. And I, and if you, well, if you're just existing around, people are just mad. Mm. People are mad at each other. Not us, obviously. <laughs> we're not mad. Not like pecans and nuts, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm just telling you, we're frustrated. Yeah. Maybe not we. Some people in the world. These people listening. Feel frustrated. And you're frustrated like a lot, like irritated often, whether it's your spouse, your kids, or your boss, or the comments. Oh, what a great correlation when we're talking about the holidays and what seems to cause as much friction as anything else in relationships is where you're going to spend holidays what that's going to look like, all that kind of stuff. And something that should be all joy, Thanksgiving or Christmas and family time turns into just a, just a brawl over oh, it. Well, everybody is offended over where you went or what you brought or what you said. And it's not even you, like, like it's not even the fact that you're offended. Like, and this is what Rachel and I talk about this. We call uh, her family the polite police uh, and that my family is whatever the opposite is of that on the bad side. <laughs> um, but Rachel, not only uh, she can be offended, but she also likes to allocate a, a significant amount of her thought process to how other people might be offended. And so uh, personally, I think it's too much. I, I have too much rage in my heart to think about me, my own offense, much less other people's offense. So it, it, it is a season, and I, we should have looked up the stats. Maybe I can look them up, but... More people actually commit suicide between Thanksgiving and mm -hmm. Christmas, and, and we'll, we'll probably talk more about that. I was actually with Chad Tyndall, who's a, a great friend of ours, uh, who's a family lawyer, and he said the most, which is wild, uh, the most divorces happen right after uh, Christmas mm -hmm. because uh, there's so much offense, but people want to hold it together for their kids, so they wait and, you know, Start at the beginning of the is year. Is that not wild? It is so. So I think crazy. It, it, I think it's a system uh, offense is a systemic issue, but this season really does exacerbate it. Well, and all those feelings. So we were we were kind of talking about like, hey, we're qualifying like quantifying all of that into one label of offense because when you really like all those feelings at their core can be are rooted in offense, which means that it's literally defined as annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult or to or disregard for oneself or standards or principles. And I think it's pretty easy to say, well, it's no wonder I'm mad or I'm frustrated or irritated because I feel like someone is insulting me or they're disregarding who I am and the choices I've made, my standards, my principles. And it is really like, because everybody gets to like choose their own truth now in the world we live, It everyone is offended all the time. And we really do know like Jesus came for us to live free from offense. So when he came and died on the cross, it wasn't just so that we didn't have to experience eternity separated from God, which is hell, but he came so that we could live life and life to the full, mm -hmm. which is what it says in John 10, 10. So there is a way to live outside of this feeling. Like you do not have to feel frustrated and mad and offended like that doesn't have to be your state. Yeah. But it feel but it can seem like that is impossible. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think what some of the enemy does, and I, I'd like to spring a, a little a question on you here in a second, but I think something the enemy does is the offense is almost never as big as what it ends up manifesting as. It's almost like the offense is a seed. 
Um, I can't remember the passage, you know, where, uh, you know, temptation gives birth to sin, sin gives birth, uh, it ends up, ends up giving birth to death. Uh, but it's like this offense, um, it, it, it grows. And I, I think that's because of pride in comparison, some other things we may mention. But what, what, are, what, are, some, what are some silly things that cause offense in our house? Uh, like whether it be with uh, us or the kids or whenever, what what are some silly things that uh, that bring up offense in our house? I'm immediately offended when people question my decision. <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad. So I'll say, "Hey, I have go. nothing to say to that. <laughs> we'll just move I'm, on." As dictator Rachel, I have already thought through all of the possible scenarios and I have made a plan. And then one of my children will be like, well, why are we doing this? And I'm like, just get in the car. We've got to go. Like now is the time to leave so that we can go. So then I have to stop. I feel like I have to explain myself all the time. So when people don't trust my discernment. Uh, yeah. Well, when you, when, you say, when you say you have it all planned out, what do you mean by that? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to call you. A liar on I'm the not, podcast. I do, but I do. Like with the kids and stuff, I'll say, hey, we need to go and do this right now. And they say, well, why can't we just do it later? I'm like, because there is no, this is later. We're already We're, in later. Oh, it was so perfect. <laughs> it already is later. We're already late. Uh, it is later. So River did. This is legit. I'm like, hey, we have to finish. River is River's five. River is middle, five. Middle He's kid. about to turn six. And I was like, hey, we need to finish cleaning up in the living room. Like at this, we had an event. We had to get to, we had all like, it was already later because they said, we don't really want to do that right now. And I said, okay, well, we'll do it later. And then it was time to do it. There was no other time to make it happen. He's like, well, why do we have to do it right now? Why can't we do it later? I'm like, right now is the later. So in this, the, everyone's dragging their feet to accomplish the task. And I'm so frustrated because there's things that I feel like need to get done. And then people don't do it. That's so funny. I think a, a, fun, a, a good one that, cause you and I, Really, when offense comes down to like value, like what you value or you feeling valued. Mm -hmm. So like even, even that one, like you feel like, hey, I'm not being valued, even even if you're not obeying what I asked. But then you're also not valuing what like what I have planned or my time or whatever that is. But a funny one that I think is that you and I value different aspects of cleanliness in the house. And so Rachel and I were, uh, we were newly married and she, we're talking, I'm, I'm at work and she was at home and she's, she's so happy. She cleaned the whole house. And then I come home and it looks the exact same. And I'm like, I thought you said you cleaned the house. And, and then she's immediately offended. And what she meant by she cleaned the house was she had like all the germs were gone and the baseboards were clean. And I like, swept and mopped and baseboards. But like windows. all the clutter, she moved it to one side to desanitize <laughs> and baseboard clean and then moved the clutter back to the other side. So because I, I could care less if, if there's salmonella everywhere, as long as it doesn't get on me, but the shoes. And the, the kids, whenever they take their undies off, they're, they're a million pounds. They can never be picked up again. They're yeah. just, that's just where they live forever <laughs> now. Clothes. That's just where they live forever. Well, um, and well, offense, and you kind of said it, you know, it comes down to like what you value, but really I think it's, you know, anger is a secondary emotion, right? So it's prime, the primary space is fear. And I think when we're experiencing offense, like what is it? 
we're afraid of. And I watch people, especially like in the comment section on um, social media, there are people like they're so angry because when somebody makes a post or a video or says something, what they're hearing is it's personal about me and you're saying this and I don't want that to be true. And it's not true. And you're afraid somebody would believe it to be true of you. So one of the things like, what am I like when someone offends me or like if I'm offended by, you know, politics or someone's choices or whatever my concern for me, like when I experience offense, not it's that somebody would believe the wrong thing about me. And so I am offended. I'm mad because I am afraid that someone will believe something about me that's not true. Yeah. And so it's really hard to exist in a world where our identity and our our value and our personhood, we're relying on ourselves or some or somebody else to validate it and to create it versus if we're secure in who Christ says that we are, then I don't have to be afraid that somebody would even think the wrong thing because it's not true, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm afraid I'm not going to get everything done. And if I don't get everything done, then I'm not good enough. And yeah. again, all that comes back to my security in Christ. You know, what does it mean? to not to live outside of offense and to live so secure in Christ that people can say or do anything and I don't receive insult and I don't feel disregarded. Yeah, and I think it and really this may feel what I'm about to say may feel like really deep or uh maybe too spiritual for you but this really is like how God has told us to live. We are to pray without ceasing and that may feel impossible. Uh, but you are filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, you know. If, or if you're you're a believer and you've 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 asked the Holy Spirit to lead your life and to and to fill you, and, and which again, that's not weird or overly spiritual. That's what Jesus said He was for. You know, Jesus said it's actually better that He leaves and the Holy Spirit come. Long story short, that's not what the the podcast is about. But whenever you take time in God's Word. And you take time to Romans 12, 1, be a living sacrifice so that you can have Romans 12, 2, uh, not be conformed to the path in this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The reason I bring all that up, if I could connect it with Romans 8, 26, where it says that even when we don't know what to pray, that the Holy Spirit is interceding the Father uh, for us with wordless groans. Mm-hmm. And so I think a great a great manifestation of that is if we are secure, like what you're saying, we're spending time in God's Word and in prayer every day consistently. Like we don't have to, when somebody cuts us off or offends us or whatever, we don't have to stop right there and, you know, just fold our hands and, and ask everybody to go out of the room and pray and ask, ask the Lord. But if we've been filled with the Spirit, those wordless groans, it's going to impact how we feel. Mm-hmm. So instead of so, instead of whenever somebody... Um, instead of whenever somebody offends us or what may be used to offend us, instead of seeing ourself and how we are being mistreated, we can actually see them and why did they do that? Mm-hmm. You know, why why did why did this person uh, whether cut me off or why why did this person lash out to me at me at work or at home? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on with them? You know, which again I think is is massive because. You know, Jesus taught us, you know, we're to value other people as more important than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about it, you know, pride trips the trap of 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 uh, offense every time, you right. know. And so thinking too much of ourselves, whenever, whenever you think a lot about you, which I've, I've been praying a lot about this, just the season of life I'm in and, and thinking about offense. And I was writing just in my journal, like that's where I do it, that's where I, you know, 
just get in the right spot. And I was just praying about pride. And I just, I wrote a sentence. I've never heard it or seen, I mean, it won't be like something it's, people have never heard, but I was thinking about pride and I wrote, because I, I don't want to think too much of myself, but I don't want to think too lowly of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote down, I'm not God, but I am created by God. I'm not God. God has the opportunity to be offended. He's perfect. Yeah. You know, and people walk away from it. And not only is he perfect, but he created us. Yeah. He has all authority, not just in the universe, but in our specific lives. Just like we have authority over our kids, we made them, they live with us, we sustain them, they're our responsibility. Like all those things are true about us with God. Like all those, all so if, if anybody can be offended, it was it it's him. Uh, but he chooses to see us with grace and love and asks us to see other people that way. So I couldn't resonate more with what you're saying. Well, and it's so good. It's interesting if you look at like what, if we're going to put words to, I think this is what's really hard is we don't have a lot of words for what we're experiencing. But offense is the per- is perceived. It's It's not necessarily truth. And we will pick up something and be mad or annoyed or feel disregarded. And that's not what the other person intended to do. And because we stop there at perception and refuse to push toward reconciliation and restoration, which are biblical things. So if you say something to me or my kids say something to me, I can ask you, hey, what I heard was this, or when you did that, this, I felt this way. And you can tell me, say, oh gosh, that is not what I meant in the slightest. Can we come to the middle and both, so what you're hearing and what I'm saying are the same. Mm-hmm. And there, people really will insult you and they will say things and do things that make you mad. And, uh, you know, the we're not saying don't be mad. Yeah. We're not saying don't, you know, you can't experience feelings and be a person. But what we are saying is that the lifestyle we are watching Christians, believers walk in, is a lifestyle of offense, and that mirrors the world. Yeah. And it does. When Jesus said, "Follow me and do what I do," what I do, we don't watch Jesus be offended. Mm-hmm. He's never. He. We watch him correct people. We watch him bring life and um, kindness and compassion into every place that he goes. But he never drags offense into the middle of it. Yeah, which I think is a great segue into asking like what does God say about offense mm-hmm. and what's the Bible say about offense and what what does the church say about offense and the just because we've studied this recently the the verses are there's so many but a verse that really I, I always really impacts me is P, Peter writes it in first Peter uh, 2:23 and first of all Peter wrote it so the person who we see besides the religious leaders that crucified Jesus, of Jesus' friends, right? And usually friends and family can offend us most, right? It's easier to not take it hyper-personally when somebody you don't like or identify with offends you, but when somebody like you love and you trust, either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Peter, you know, he he denied Jesus, you know, and Jesus heard him do it, like all that kind of stuff. But when Peter was reflecting on Jesus' life and teaching the church, uh, just what do you think about, hey, how did Jesus handle offense? In 1 Peter 2, 23, it says this, when he was verbally abused, Jesus, when he was verbally abused, which Peter would have seen all of that, mm-hmm. he did not return with an insult, not an insult. When he suffered, uh, he would not threaten retaliation, even though he had all the power to do that. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges 
righteously. Or some translations say, he who judges justly. And so I think this is, this is, uh, this is so humbling. At least it's humbling for me mm-hmm. um, whenever I live in offense or I live frustrated or I live prideful or I, I live, honestly, I, I live uh, like, oh, ho-hum, woe is me, pity party, Jesus and and you can't you can't explain this away and say oh well Jesus was was God, well you know the the theological term the hypostatic union he was all God and he was all man. Mm-hmm. When his friend died Lazarus he wept. Whenever he was going to have to go to the cross he was stressed he was anxious he 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 sweat tear like he or sweat drops of blood. like he was he was all human so he felt it when they verbally abused him. He felt it when they threatened him and pulled his beard out and spit in his face and 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 like mocked that he was the king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. Even though that was his, like there was nothing more foundationally like I didn't I didn't even to Jesus than the king of the Jews and they mocked him for it. So really to to bring this to where we are, I was I was in my quiet time and I was there's things that aren't going the way that we wish they were. You know, there's some things that honestly that we really valued um, that. They're just they're not they're just not moving like we, they were, and I'm I'm asking the Lord, you know, um, and which is only because a song came on, um, and I'm asking the Lord, how do you get glory in this? And whenever He says that Jesus faithfully entrusted Himself in the hands of God, who judges justly, it really makes you stop and ask, like this thing that I'm offended about, this thing that I'm stressed about, this thing that I'm scared of, like you said, like what is that in God's hands? Like what is, how much weight does it have in my hands and on my back? It doesn't just have weight; it's crushing me. Like it's it's crushing like um, the value I have in myself and how I view myself and like my my ability to think and be bold and all this kind of stuff. And then you put it in God's hands, and uh, it just loses the weight of offense, if you will, almost. Mm-hmm. So I just I, when you think about what does God's word have to say about offense. Not only are there very specific verses, but there there's an example in Jesus um, that that Peter highlighted. I thought was just special. Well, and I think for me, you know, when I think about, I'm so offended by. Um, I could just be really offended by my kids. Like the internet offends me, and I feel like I'm always looking for like an excuse to be stirred. But like, I want to parent my children in such a way that they experience the grace and the mercy of God. And also like we're going to, you know, discipline them, bring them into alignment with the word and the values of our home. And it's really hard. Like if you are really, like if you really value gentle parenting and stuff, it's impossible to do it if you're offended. If, and if you, if you don't know what gentle parenting is, I would suggest just don't look into it. <laughs> It'll make you'll you, feel terrible. <laughs> no, I won't. It just, it, I, yeah, I won't talk about it. Go ahead. There's got to be some gentle parents out there. and I, <laughs> I'm working on it. Anyway, I want to, but I want my kids to be in a space where they learn how to walk like Jesus. And that is a whole lot easier if their offensive, offensive words are unable to move me mm-hmm. from my place where I'm seated in heaven with the Lord. Yeah. Like, and so my spiritual identity, my spirit has to be bigger, louder, more fed, and more of a reality in my natural experience. Otherwise, offense continues to take a hold and gets to write the narrative of my thoughts. And not just that, but because I'm feeling so, I'm, I feel a little bit 
strongly about things. And because I feel intensely, I will move intensely. Yeah. And I don't want to, and sometimes we need that. Like when there was a tornado at our house, like the intensity that I'm naturally gifted in, it was, I moved everybody quickly. They listened, they moved, and that was good. But that's not helpful when they're resisting and cleaning the house and I'm just, you know, frustrated and take my feelings out on my kids, which isn't fair to them. Yeah, I do. I do think the example we set, and, and maybe you don't have kids, but we, we all have at least somebody that we have a mentoring type relationship mm-hmm. with. I remember something I, I'm doing with our kids, uh, which this is kind of a random way it happened. There was a guy who used to be in our life named James McLeod. He's a great leader and uh, me and Mike, me and my brother, we're, we're jokester. We were always joking. And and because our family jokes a lot, uh, uh, oftentimes there's jokes that are said that do bother people. But, but it's, it's always like, hey, we're always just joking or whatever. And I remember me and Mike and James were talking and joking. And me or Mike said something. And then after the workout, James says, hey, I didn't like that you said that. And I remember me and Mike both being like, like just it take his like his candor and him saying, "Hey, I don't, I don't like that. I didn't like that." Um, and if he wouldn't have said that, first of all, we wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, like, whenever we're talking with the kids, I'll out whenever they'll they'll do something or say something. Like, I'll say, "Hey, I don't like that. I don't like it when you say that about your brother." Or what? Like, I'll say that very specifically. I don't like that. And the other day, JL, mm-hmm. she said that. She said, "Hey, I don't like that. I don't like it when you say that." And so. We we can say, hey, kids have like a temperament and they're they are gonna do it, they're not gonna do it, but the most the biggest leadership principle ever is that people do what people see. So I, it's just a huge thing to what you're saying about the example. Well, we and set. it wasn't offensive because he wasn't insulting you and he wasn't degrading you. He was he was trying to communicate something so that you guys could have a better relationship. Yeah, and he gave me the opportunity to apologize. Me yes. and Mike, whoever the opportunity to apologize, and say, oh, "I'm so sorry, man. I'm, I'll never, I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again." I, I thought that was, I but that you was could great. have responded, and that's like important to see is because you're you're walking by the spirit when James entered into that space, which he was vulnerable, right. and and expressed that to you. You did not say, "Hey, you're being such, you know, you're being too soft," or "You're, you know, you didn't attack him, and you didn't take on." shame and guilt, which is why we receive, that's why we're so offended because we just, we're walking in a spirit of pride. And so shame and guilt have total authority. And you instead responded with love and compassion and kindness. And so restoration and reconciliation became like, is what marked that, that moment. Uh And I just want, you know, I just want us to be people who, when I, I walk, daily that I don't receive offense. And I wonder how different our life would look if we didn't walk in offense. And if we want people to say, hey, really following Jesus looks different. It's like when people can say and do things and you're unmoved, Yeah, like you're not who you are and your value and your worth is unchanged because somebody said something mean on Instagram. Yeah. Well, and again, like we, Peter talked about Jesus, but Jesus says in Matthew 16, 23, super intense. Jesus is talking about dying on the cross, and Peter puts his foot in his mouth, and Peter says, no, you won't do that. And Jesus' response is, get behind me, Satan. And so like, you, whenever you think about living offended, 
right? Um, I mean, who are you more aligning with? Because we don't see it in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, uh, for you are not setting your mind on things of God, but on things of man. And so that's intense. If I could lighthearten it for a second, the other night at dinner, uh, a hilarious moment. JL, I forgot what she was doing. Uh, she wanted to talk about her. She wanted to talk about her, and uh, and she. Well, I, we, oh, we were doing highs and lows. Yeah, and she and you I, go in this, you go in a circle. Everybody gets a turn. And I forgot what it was. Like I, I, I was gonna go or something like that. And she kept. She was. She was joking, but she kept wanting to talk about her. And I said, I want to talk about me. Want to talk about? I want to talk about number one. Oh my, me, my, and uh, which is uh, old. Who sings that? Maybe Toby Keith. Toby Keith and uh, J J L is uh, she, which I I don't I don't know how I remember that song from like I don't know when the I 90s. was in, I was in high school and, or middle school I don't know and um, and she's like what are you talking about and I I did what every good parent does I said Alexa play I want to talk about me and we sang that song and we laughed and River danced it was terrible and awesome at the same time uh, but. I, I wonder, like, if if we could have that, like, you think about, like, a what is next step, like, in not living offended. Um, if if you're living offended, then you're probably overvaluing yourself, and not in the way like where you're gar- you're trash. You are treasure, but you're also not God. So you don't get to take it. Which we didn't talk about that. That God doesn't give you grace for other people's offenses either. Boy, isn't you know? that it? Um, and so, but if if the, and again, that 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 would be secondary. Uh, but if you're living offended, uh, maybe you take a second and ask yourself: Am I thinking about me? Am I thinking about I? Am I thinking about number one? Oh my, me, my. Because we're not number one, you know. Uh, uh, God is, and if we have the so either way, I thought that was well. And if you want to. In- create an environment where people aren't offended. And so I think this is the other side. If you're like, hey, well, I don't really experience a lot of offense, but maybe you notice that after you spend time with people, like let's bring some self-awareness to the table. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, like I offend people all the time. Perhaps taking a step back and asking the question, hey, are my words um, laced with the gifts of the spirit, like with the gifts of the spirit? Are they loving? Are they kind? Are they patient? Like, are my words reflective of the nature of God? You can still speak truth and be kind and compassionate. And when I just wonder if, hey, well, we talk about all the time, like what we receive, because nine, I would say 99% of the time, it's, a, it's our own heart issue. But there is the 1% where we say, hey, wait a minute, am I walking into a room and bringing the spirit of offense with me. And because I've done that, my words aren't kind. I'm not patient. And so I stir that in, in those around me. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we said a good, what is next step around, you know, uh, thinking of yourself less. Mm-hmm. Really, you're third. You have God, you have others, and you have you. And if, you, if you'll live in that, I was actually reading a, a commentary preparing for a message, and it was, it was out of Galatians 6. It says, bear one, another bur- bear one another's burdens. And... um it said if if Christians would obey, then we would have a world where people weren't trying to elevate themselves, but everybody's elevating each other. Yeah, so uh, good, right? How, how wild that would be, how different the, the church and Christians would look. But maybe a good who is next step is who is somebody that that you either offended or you have let your offense um, impact? Because you may not have meant to. Like, again, offense is perceived, yeah, but but I, or maybe and you, you really didn't. We don't know. Them, well, and we you should apologize. But you, I, we just ask the Holy Spirit right now to bring to mind mm-hmm. somebody that maybe you need to apologize to. There, there's mm-hmm. just not many things that I, I think impact people more than 
apologies and, you know, walk into humility and mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know what, even if they didn't receive it, if the Holy Spirit asks us to do it, then we do it, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so uh, maybe those are some good, or not maybe, those are some good, you know, what is next steps and who is next step you know, when it comes to offense. Yeah. So we're really grateful you took some time to listen to us today and we will see you back next week. That's right. That's right.